All right, we're back. Rough week last week for yours truly. Uh, very excited for this week's uh, slate of games. Very excited for this week's newsletter. Uh, the survivinggolf.substack.com newsletter will be featuring my favorite TV show ever and a lot of wisdom from that show. Uh, that that mystery will be revealed tomorrow. Um, but as I was calculating up my results, uh, I'm dangerously close to shooting uh, for sub 500 here. So this is a big week for me personally, and I've never felt less confident in a slate of games. Um, we got a special guest with us tonight who I'm very excited to uh, to introduce. Um, a longtime teammate, buddy of both me and Kev. Um, but I was saying off, off, off mic, off recording, uh, I have literally uh, 10 games written down that I've considered and crossed out at some point. And I think my strategy for picking this week is just going to be on the fly, looking and making a final decision. But I looked like freaking goodwill hunting, like crossing off stuff, trying to find the right combo. Um, so that's enough about me. Introduced our guest, guest of honor tonight, uh, coming to you from the world champion, Hendrick and Hawks of 03, 04, 05, 06, 07, 08, 2010, 2017, 2021, 2023, and I'm sure 2024. Uh, please welcome uh, Andrew. How do you want to go by? You want to go by Andrew? You want your full name on this? I'm going to call you Andrew and let you go from there. What's up, dude? Hi, I'm. What's going on? It, yeah, Andrew, Bev, doesn't matter how how we roll here with it. I appreciate you guys having me on. Listen, yeah. listen weekly, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're uh, we're happy to have you on as well. We had we had the pleasure of having a nice um, golf tournament this past weekend uh, on Sunday, rescheduled from the previous weekend. And Bev joined us for that. Uh, we played well. Unfortunately, you know, came up a little short, second, third place, uh, whatever it happened to be. But, um, you know, that was a lot of fun. Nice course. And uh, excited to have you on this week for sure. Yeah, the the very rarely heard of uh, six person uh, part scramble, part two man, part Texas, uh, a mental grind. I know me personally, like my lips are still super chapped from this weekend. But like I was trying to think back to like some special memories for that. And I feel like when I was looking back on it, our whole team was just in cruise control, like 50 miles an hour, like the whole time. Uh, never let it fall below that, but couldn't quite like ramp it up into fifth gear when we needed to. How'd you, you guys come away feeling the same way? Could not make a putt to, for anything. Yeah. I was going to say, man, we, we, we couldn't get a putt to drop. You know, we, we had that mulligan ball with us every, every hole along the way. And, uh, I felt like, we, you know, we read the putts really well, but we, nothing could just drop, you know, and I feel like a couple of times when we had like a par five or something like that and, you know, we just weren't able to get to the green either uh, in three, you know, to have, or in two to have that eagle putt and stuff uh, besides that pumpkin one that we were able to. But even then, like we were just far away from it. It's like it just wasn't meant to be that we get close to the hole or make a, you know, drain a long putt or something to get us going. So but me, what a great time, though. Was... Yeah, for me, it was hard to switch, like, you know, all, that was also my first six-man scramble. When you're playing a scramble with six yeah. guys, you know, you're very, like, lax in that every shot. Like, you feel like you got five guys you can fall back on plus a mulligan ball, you know. So, it, you, you're just playing very freely. But when you switch over to, like, the Texas scramble or the, or the two-man scramble – you know, somebody actually has to like make a shot and hit a putt, uh, you know, in that group of, of two. And 
and to shift over from from the six man to to that mindset was was kind of challenging, I think. And I think I think you said it right, Ed. Just kind of fifty percent and never kind of flipped a switch over to that sort of like killer instinct and and going to make birdies yourself, you know. Just could not get it done. And I felt like I walked up to so many greens, like, uh, you know, like we're finally due. Like, this is the one. We got to make a long one. We are due. <laughs> We've been all over the hole. And I just kept saying we were due until we were leaving the tournament in the parking lot. Uh, so apparently we still are uh, going into going into next year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I always tell myself going into these tournaments, I play, in, you know, a few scrambles every year. But it was like, all right, I'm going to change the way that I play. I'm going to play, you know the game that I would want to play my own ball along the way. And first drive gets poked out there and it's like, all right, gripping and ripping baby. That's and right. Totally That's goes right. down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Kev, you said it right. Like even if you hit a bad shot, you're not even, at least me personally, like not even worried about really fixing it or like disappointed or like, like, like in a one person, like your own ball, like you hit up ball out of bounds. Now it's like, okay, now I really got to like buckle down to like, not really let this round go off the rails. And when you got five dudes like backing you up, you're probably going to have one out of those six, like be good. So you're not even worried about like, like refocusing, getting back to like hitting good shots. It's just like, all right, well, we'll be good. So I'll just figure it out next time. And like I said, like next time holes just run out and all of a sudden, like you need to make two birdies and you have no holes left. And it's just hard to hard to do that in those circumstances. Yeah, you can tell it's it's very different from from regular golf and playing your own ball, but it, there's also a lot of similarities. Like I feel like for me, this happens a lot where the first one or two holes of the round, I'm very like hyper focused and and caring about every shot and like analyzing, not over analyzing, but like I don't know, just putting my my all into it. I felt like our team was kind of like that first and second hole. We were just very like dialed in and did what we needed to do, and then the middle like. 16 holes kind of just blur together and yeah. then and then the last hole is, is good again and then and that's just kind of how it goes but uh yeah but no, I, it was a lot of fun we started off in in uh texas scramble right style which is probably the hardest of all the formats and then we have six balls on the green all within like 20 feet and i was like oh my god like this is gonna be the, the too good to be true of all time <laughs> like if we're gonna be like that and to your point uh, the play dropped precipitously after after that first hole. That never, I don't think that ever happened again. Where no, we had all not of even our close. Shots on the green until the la- until the final hole. I think right. those are the only, the only two times really that I can remember. That is. Um, so I, yeah, I that, that is tur- correct. I think, yep. I think one of the turning points was that par three Texas uh, Texas scramble where everybody's like, "Why would they give us a Texas scramble on a par three? Like that's crazy. That's crazy." And not one of us hit it, and we're chipping. <laughs> Yes. Over, we're, you know, we're, we're behind the green, short green to work with. and Downhill, you know, yeah. <laughs> l- l- luckily, we had one, you know, we made a good chip and, and a pop from that point. But it was like, oh, man, like, I thought that was just a turning point where, like, yeah, we're in trouble now. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> almost, going almost lost the mulligan ball that hole, too, right. you know. <laughs> did, did we ever again have either all three groups or all six balls with a birdie putt the rest of the time on the non- full scramble holes i don't think so and i almost want to say like worse like it may have been like one out of three like groups or like two out of six golfers would have birdie putts yeah like that top the the one that andrew's talking about there were zero birdie putts right seven (laughs) seven balls on the green and then one chip that i think it was you andrew actually like within 10 feet of the hole so yeah all right that's 
you know, a good way to say like, you know, we needed some, we needed some skill. We needed some momentum. Uh, we didn't get it this weekend. And me personally, like going into gambling this weekend, like coming off like a pretty, pretty dry stretch of luck here, uh, a pretty one and four last week with a serious, serious chance at zero and five, which I was just chirping about last week's podcast. Uh, needed the Jets on Monday night to do what the Jets do, and they did finally. Like the Chargers couldn't even have the opportunity to lose that game because, uh, yeah, the, the Jets did um, what their offense does, which is which has looked terrible. So I was saved by the Chargers. You may hear their name again in a little bit. Uh, but Kev, yeah, you two and three, not so bad. And then Jimmy last week, also two and three. Uh, he he had a pretty good chance of going one and four, zero oh and five as well, but was able to pull it out. Um, a rough week for all of us. I think a couple weeks in a row now where we've both been below the five hundred mark. Uh, so Andrew, you're p- pretty much playing with house money because it can't get much worse than it's been the last few weeks. Yeah, I guess um, unless I go over, right? That's right. Yeah, you know, and that, like I was saying last week, I think is like as impressive as going like five and zero. Oh. Is like you got to be like really bad to miss them all. So, I want to go either in one direction or the other. Um, and I have a feeling based on how indecisive I am, it probably leans more toward the over. But let's get it started, man. Where are you going first? As the guest of all, all right, my uh, my first game, I'm gonna take the uh, Steelers over Green Bay. I think. Pittsburgh's favorite three and a half right there. Uh, you know, I know Green Bay won last week over the Rams, but I feel like the Rams just aren't a good aren't a good football team right now. Like they just don't know what they're doing with Matthew not without Stafford not and, without Stafford. They're they're yeah, not you know, even close. I, you know, thought they might make a trade for a, a quarterback or something just at the deadline, just because Stafford's been injury prone. But um, I, don't know, I like the way that the Steelers are playing. They're just gritty and they, they get wins done. And I think they're going to try and keep pace with uh, Baltimore at this point right now. So, all right, I like that. And you, uh, you don't even need the half point there. It's actually at three yep. now, so you get a better oh, number there. Perfect. I, I will just tell you <laughs> candidly, like right before you came on, I was sort of talking about how how like unsure we were. And I think Kev may have said, and I think I agreed with that was one game I didn't even think of touching because I have no idea what what those two teams are like they play good yeah. some weeks i know the steelers like deceivingly like four and three right like at the you know sort of near the top of that division which is stacked five, five and three five yeah. and two five, five and three five and three five and three, five and three. Five and three. Five and three. yeah crazy so they're only every week i don't understand they i mean they, like they I, find I, a way to win like you said it's ugly but i got george picking pickens in a couple of leagues and i'm oh. like waiting for him to go off and that That's... dude just not not getting anything fantastic very disappointing <laughs> one one catch for negative yards last week and then yeah like we you know week two i think it was where Keyshawn booty couldn't get his feet in for the pats like that was worse like pickens in the end zone yeah. was worse than than that particular bad play like i've never seen that much room <laughs> and like a receiver as good as him just not even be close to getting his feet down very weird. And then was also on Instagram, like unfollowing the team too, and like putting uh putting stuff. Yeah. Should be interesting. All right. So you got a better feel on those two, those two bad teams than than we do, I guess. <laughs> Kev, you're not on that one right there. I'm not. No, yeah. That was definitely one of my undecided uh games. Just not sure. The Packers are surprising sometimes too. Like I, I don't know what to make of that team either. But um, all right, so I'll kick it off with my first one. I'm gonna be on the Texans. Uh, plus seven over Cincinnati. I've been very high on Cincinnati all year. Last week was fortunate enough to get that as one of my uh, two successful picks over the Bills. So I thought they had a nice showing, but 
Uh, this one's just based on the injury report. You know, obviously Chase uh, suffering that injury to the back. And then I saw, I think Higgins is a little banged up too. He was limited at practice um, for this whole week. So um, I think this this is a spot where the Bengals can cover the seven points, even, you know, going on the road to Cincinnati. Um, so I'm going to take them there with the full touchdown. The Texans, right? You're taking the underdog side. Te- I'll take the Texans. Okay, I got yep. you. I got you. I got you. Um, All right. I I guess we're going to start it off this way. Um, I got the Bengals, but I got it at six and a half. And I will say if it was the full seven, I think I would have been off this game. But uh, I like the Bengals. I like their defense and their defensive coordinator in particular against a rookie quarterback, even though Stroud has looked fantastic. I just think the Texans are like a good, surprisingly good team. And I'm starting to think the Bengals are like a great team. And I see them at under a touchdown here. And if they're under a touchdown at home, and one of those two receivers plays. Um, I like that number, and I just think there are levels to this league. Um, so one of us is going to be right, and one of us is going to be wrong. But I will, for the official record, I'll give you the plus seven. But I'm taking six and a half when I when I put it down. <laughs> do we do we think that the Bengals are the best team in the AFC now? Like like oh, I kinda, rip, I think I do. It, it, <clears throat> if they're fully healthy, I I, I definitely think they do. I mean, I think Burrow yeah. was definitely hampered by that that calf injury at the beginning of the year, and that's why he got off to a really slow start. And you could tell he's starting to get healthy now, and he's in rhythm throwing the ball. So if, if they got Higgins and, and Chase ready to go with Mixon at, at running back there, I think they're a hard team to beat. So, um, And I'm not fully sold on Kansas City's offense either. You know, I, I know yeah. Mahomes is a freak, and, and he's got Kelsey, but I, I think – this year, you're going to start to see the the showing of uh, the losing of Tyreek Hill, you know, when they really need that go-to person and, and Kelsey's being doubled or something like that down the stretch. So, but I'm not touching that game. <laughs> 100% with you, uh, Andrew, on your feel on the Chiefs. I think the Ravens have made a pretty good case the last couple of weeks of being in like that like favorite spot. Uh, they beat the crap out of the Seahawks last week, who I thought were, I think, think are a pretty good team. Um, so as much as I like personally dislike that team, like if you're picking, like giving me like the favorite, like today, they look really, really good. Um, so we'll see, we'll see that a lot of like interesting, like actual, like real life games this week too. they them being one of them. So maybe we may hear from them later. Um, all right, Andrew, you're number two. All right. Uh, yeah, I was torn about this one. Um, I am going to take the Ravens over the Browns. At six point favorites, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about that. I I know Deshaun Watson is back. I believe he is. I think he played last week, if I'm not mistaken. I wasn't around for some football last week, but I'm pretty sure it was yeah. around last week. Yep. Um, you know, gave them a little spark. I, I know the Browns are five and three, um, but I mean the Ravens did what they needed to do and you know killed whoever they played last week. Seattle and, and oh Seattle yeah and Lamar Jackson yep. didn't even throw for touchdowns yep. so um I don't know six point favorite they're at home yep. uh you know I'm taking Baltimore over the Browns at that I mean I'm yeah I'm taking Baltimore over the Browns on that one I like it I was Man. uh the other side of that game was a side that I crossed off that's a really interesting interesting spot for me like the Browns didn't have to do anything last week against the Cardinals with Clayton Toon at quarterback. Um, so I have no idea like what they are with Watson. Like the last time we saw him play, like was so long ago. And then he played like a quarter of uh the Indianapolis game. But 
Yeah, super interested to see that, like in that division to like take control of the division A, but like the Browns sort of like an early like season favorite. Um, interested in that real life game, but I can't I can't touch it because I like both sides of it. So just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, I this this is a tough one for me too. Um normally I, I flipped back and forth on both sides, and normally that would mean I I would just stay away. Um, but I'm riding with you, Andrew. I'm going to take the Ravens. This would normally be a spot where I, where I would go with the Browns, just being that mu- that many points and being a divisional matchup. But I don't know, something just I, I agree with what you said earlier, right? I think the the Ravens are kind of showing to be to be a very good team, and I, and I think this one, despite it being a divisional matchup, might kind of be a blowout. Um, so I'm going to take the Ravens as well. All right. I think Lamar Jackson's just playing at an MVP level too right now. Yeah, you know, I think he, you know after having kind of a down year last year, he's just going out and trying to prove a point that he's back. So. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I, if I were on that game, I had, like I said, I had the Browns just because like, they're so like that. Those division games are just so tough, but like logically on paper, like the Ravens are, I think the more talented team with the better quarterback with the better, like they're just better everywhere. Um, so I yeah yeah that's I long trying to talk myself back into this game but I'm just going to move <laughs> move on here. Um all right I'm going to connect to that game and the aforementioned Seahawks are at home uh getting or sorry giving 6 against the Commanders and I love that side in a bounce back spot. I like the East Coast team traveling west. Um if the Seahawks are a good team, which I think they are, like this has just got to be a decisive win. So that's what I'm banking sort of that side on. Um, I used that same rationale earlier with the Bengals. Like I just think this is a good team versus a bad team. And if this good team is good, like they have to win and they have to win by more than a touchdown. So if I can get less than a touchdown on what I think is a good team, I'm taking it. So I'm riding again with Seattle for them to hurt me just one more time. On, right. Andrew, you on Kev, that game? Kev, you're laughing at me. I, I, Are you I, I'm, I'm not on that game. I actually stayed away from that game because the Seahawks have just been so up and down. When I, you know, when I was picking my games, I kind of went back and looked through their uh, like regular season games and stuff like that. And like the Seahawks, yeah, they beat the Lions, but it took overtime. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat the lowly Panthers and, and the Giants, mm-hmm. but then they lose against the Bengals. They beat the lowly Cardinals. I, you know, and then they had a good win against the Browns, but Deshaun Watson wasn't there. So it's like, what what team are we going to see from Seattle? You know, and you know they got blown out by the Ravens last week. So it's like, but well, it is the Commanders. I thought the Patriots would beat the Commanders last week. If you so. lose to the Commanders, you really <laughs> suck. So that's what that's what it says about the Patriots. And like I said, yeah. that better not be what it says about the Seahawks. All Listen, all, all this Washington hate. You know, they're four and five. They're four, just like my fantasy teams. They're five. They're five. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Are but, you back uh, on them? I know these are your no, boys. No, right, no, right. no. Actually, I'm with you, Ed. I'm going to take Seattle. I can't all go right. back. I can't right. go back. All because, right. I love it. Um, you know, I if you listened last week, you heard I I, uh, I took the Patriots over Washington. That that, that proved to be wrong. Um, and now they've just screwed me over too many times, and I and I can't go back. So uh, I'm going to ride right. with you, Ed's uh, Seattle minus six. Let's go. All right. I love it. I love it. That makes me feel a little bit better about that. Is that line at six or six and a half? So I, I see it at six. Right so I got to right, I I six and a half. So. I got to take it more favorably. <laughs> I, 
I won't quit this team. I won't do it until like they're whatever they're going to be like four and 12 late in the season. Like I got to just ride with these guys. I really believe they're actually good. All yeah. Right. I think Geno Smith had a great year last year too. So like you would think with Metcalf and Lockett, like they'd be right there. So I got to see them beat a good team besides the Lions. So. Gino or <laughs> I paid Tyler Lockett? Well, no, I got I paid $18 for Gino this year, and he's not paying dividends for me. So I'm, I, I am a little upset with him. It's been disappointing. All right, Bev, you're number three. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Tennessee Titan games, a, a game of two, three, and five teams. Um, it looks like when I took this, I, I was taking Tampa and they were one and a half point favorites, but I mean, I'm on ESPN right now and it looks like it's a one point favorite. Um, I don't yeah. know if that's what you guys got right now. I got, I got I Tampa see, as a one, one Tampa as a one point underdog is what I'm saying. Oh, I see Tampa favored switch. by one. I see Tampa. Oh yeah. I see Tampa favored by one. Oh, if you're Tampa. on Tampa, I will, I will give you the, I'll give you the point. If you yeah. if you don't want yeah if you uh, yeah, like I'm, it I'm yeah. on I'm on I'm on Tampa so <laughs> I I think Baker Mayfield's been great this year for for Tampa Bay I think it was definitely a surprising uh, you know signing in a way but I I think he's trying to rejuvenate his career and it was just you know a tough loss last week against the Texans that you know I thought uh, C J Stroud was unbelievable obviously but I thought Baker played really good and you know close to 300 yards passing couple touchdowns. Um, I think Mike Evans is starting to come alive a little bit. I'd like to see Chris Godwin get a little bit more involved, you know, some often here. But, uh, you know, I just think uh, Levis is just not going to get it done for Tennessee. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Tampa. I like that. Uh, what do you think of Levis if you've watched him play? I only watched like a little bit of it. Big fan. Yeah, no, I, I like that he slings the ball and stuff like that. You know, I think last week was a little bit uh, – Tough. I, to follow up, I mean, you had a what your first career start, you threw four touchdowns, you know, so you had to expect him not to follow that up with, you know, f- another four touchdowns. So I think he definitely came down back to earth a little bit. But you know, I like to see what he has over Tannehill. I know what Tannehill is. I'm not a big fan of Tannehill. So yeah, um, like to see what, you know, give him a chance and see what he's got. And, you know, I think Vrabel's got a, a good coach. So I think he's, you know, will have them ready. But I, I'm still taking Tampa right there. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, my third, um, since Kev, I think you got three. Yeah. Uh, is going to be the Giants plus six and a half. Um, at home, I believe against Dallas. Sixteen and a half. So, did I just say six? So, yeah. yeah, you said okay. six. I'll take, take ten. Six. Take ten more, big dog. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong in both counts. They are away at Dallas, and they're getting six and a half plus a decade. So. Uh, give me 16 and a half points. Um, just because it's a divisional matchup and it's a shitload of points and no other logical reason. That's it. Tommy DeVito is not good. Um, but the Cowboys are known to sort of play with their food. And while I would give the giants like 0.0 chance of winning this game outright, like just lose by two touchdowns. It's all I need here. So give me the giants. Me too, Ed. Good job. Uh, so probably a Cowboys 30-point win incoming. So Seriously. <laughs> and it 100% could be that. Like, DeVito has been 
like <laughs> worse than bad since he's come in uh, for Jones. The Giants look like they have sort of stopped playing a little bit. So I am worried this could just be like exactly what it is sort of lined up to be. But uh, I love getting a lot of points. And when I watch these games where you're on like a huge underdog, like all they need is to literally score one touchdown and yeah, you're up by, you're up by three touchdowns. Like and you said it, you said it so well last week though. You said, well, uh, you know, Jimmy and I both on the Raiders against the Giants proved to be the correct pick, but you, you're phrasing uh, what, what an indictment on the Giants to, to be getting points in that game was, was just so well put, but and they, they uh, lost by like 28. Right. I mean, like, right. We saw that the indictment so was, that was, was correct. So, um, yeah, hopefully they can figure so something bad. out. Just score. Yeah, just get in the end zone really? one time. Really? Or or like a, like a fluke, like special teams touchdown or like something defensive. Like yep. just get that one fluke touchdown and we're in the clear. All right. No pick sixes. That's it. Fumble, That's exactly. fumbles in your own, in your I'll, own. Twa- inside I'll even allow, <laughs> like there's going to be a defensive touchdown for Dallas, but like we're okay with that. We got three to play with if they just score one touchdown so all right all right it's gonna be a fucking embarrassing game next week when they've like you said they've lost like 49 like seven or something but all right all right rant over um bev you're you're number four uh all right i got um let's see i have san francisco over jacksonville um san francisco is favored by three they are playing at home Oh, no, they are on the road at Jacksonville, actually. Um, but after dropping three straight, I think San Francisco just gets back in, gets back in rhythm here. I, I believe Debo Samuel is on slate to return, yes. which is yep. going to be huge for them. Um, you know, I'd like to see them get healthy and see what Purdy can do because I think, you know, Samuel is a huge uh, piece for them in, in that puzzle, of whether it's the run game or the passing game. Uh, but I think they get back on track and they, they beat – Jacksonville and, and knock them down a little. I think Jacksonville's six and two record is a little bit uh flaky in my opinion. <laughs> All right. I'm super intrigued in this real life game, but I had no idea where to go on the game because I do think the Jaguars are good, but like are they on San Fran's level? It's weird, but a home under a home underdog. Yeah, so I stayed away, but like probably one of my favorite like actual games of of the week coming up. All right. Uh, I'll go with my fourth. So we're all even, uh, I'm going to take the jets minus a point, uh, at the Raiders, uh, a road favorite. Um, but I think, you know, the system play last week, new coach is a good win, but like that always wears off after one game. So, uh, I like in a battle of what I think are bad offenses, give me the way, way better defense. And I just hope they can make a rookie quarterback, like late round rookie quarterbacks, life hell uh, for a game and set their offense up um, just to win this game outright. And that's all I need. So give me the Jets. Last sort of chance for them, by the way. It's been a few weeks in a row here. So you're on your, this is the last opportunity to stay in my good graces. I'm actually going the other way in that game. And I'm taking the Raiders. All right. There we go. you know, I know they got Antonio Pierce is now coaching and McDaniels is out, but it seems like those guys all want to be there now after their cigar celebration, even yeah. though it was over, you know, a, a crappy team last week. But uh, 
don't know, something about the Raiders I, I'm intrigued with. There, I mean, I know they're starting a rookie quarterback, but they still got Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. And, um, I mean, they are playing Zach Wilson. You know, there is Zach Wilson on the other side of the ball, and he looked like Zach Wilson last week. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. All right. It's uh, it's quite clear that team hated Josh McDaniels. Like, oh, a absolutely. lot, a lot. It's been <laughs> wild. <laughs> All right, yeah, wow, some interesting thoughts on that one. Okay, yeah, so I've been, <laughs> I've been high on on the Jets uh, all year. I we, we Jimmy and I came on last week and said that the Raiders were a complete system play. You know, just the coach getting fired, interim coaches in. You're on the team for one week. Um, I had the Jets circled as as one of my picks, um, but Ed, I think you and I have a lot of sort of commonality this week, so I'm going to shift gears in the interest of. Um, you know, just being a little different, and also I, I want to beat you in this season long. Uh, All right, this could, this, this, I know where you're going. This, here. Could, this could separate you guys right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna shift gears. So I, interesting. I got I got a text from my mom yesterday. This is kind of a little side tangent, but she I don't know how how she got access to this or, or what kind of deal she found, but she said <laughs> she texted me and said I can get tickets to the Patriots. Um, Chiefs Monday night game on December I think 19th or something I forget the exact date and she said do you want me to get tickets for you and my first inclination was like you know no like I don't (laughs) I don't want to really watch the Patriots at all uh but you know I haven't been to a game in a while so I thought about it for a little bit and I responded back like you know, yeah, yeah, that would be great that you know like you know she's very graciously treating so you know it'll be free it'll be it'll, it'll be a fun time even if the Patriots get blown out uh, but then after I'm reflecting on like 24 hours later and I'm thinking in my head, like, is my, did my mom only want to buy tickets for that game at, at the chance of possibly seeing Taylor Swift attend? And I didn't think of that at the time, oh, but then now I'm just kind of sour on the whole thing. I feel like I just <laughs> like, it's made I'm in bad sh- faith. <laughs> yeah. 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 But anyway, I'll, I'm going to the game, so I'll be there. So I'll let you guys know. But the reason I bring that up is I'm going to take, the Colts this week minus one oh. and a half. I was on the Patriots last week, um, which proved to be incorrect again against Washington, as we stated before. Um, but you know, if I can contribute to the the Patriots tanking season from here on out, two and seven, I'm, I'm going to try to do that. And if I'm wrong on the game, then um, you know I wouldn't mind seeing a Patriots win, even though it might not be the best thing for their long term future at this point. But we'll see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're we're dead and buried. Um, I didn't touch that game because I think the Colts stink too. And I was like, oh, like I still have like enough faith in the team not to win, but just to be talented where I'm like, are you better than like the bottom of the league? And I don't know that we are. So I'm just going to leave it, leave it alone. Um, But yeah, I think, I think we are officially in like, we should tank mode because I was reading something today on ESPN that like they have under a, two-tenths percent chance of making the playoffs now like mathematically um so i think with those odds uh as big of a pats fan as i am like it's it's time to time to move on to next year and get some elite talent on the team um but i still feel hurt by that play kev so uh i i i also feel hurt but all right it's where i'm going all right, I like it. One, one game I wasn't going to touch was the lowly Bears and the and the pitiful Panthers. But I'm <laughs> telling a, you right what now, what a Thursday night special that is. I am 
I am I am so rooting for the Panthers to win and for the and I, you know That's I right. am in, I'm in full mode of tank for Kayla Baby or tank for Drake May and um, yep. you know I, I was reading something that the Patriots got the fifth pick right now but if Carolina wins this game we jump into the top three or something like that and I'm Number like two. sign me up let's go <laughs> keep so Bill serious. Belichick right now keep Zach Jones in there like let's tank for Caleb or Drake May and let's run with it because. You know, I also read something that the Bears, you know, may might be looking to take one of the quarterbacks, you know, and I know they got two of the top five picks right now because of Carolina. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, I, I saw a mock draft and they were taking Drake May and then following that up with Marvin Harrison Jr. So I'm like, you know, we got to sneak in there as Patriots and either take one of those three guys. So, but, oh, you know, that thanks for sweet. Caleb at this point. Uh, we're desperate for like top end, like blue chip talent. I, yeah, oh I'm all in, I'm all in for losing. I'm all in for losing. Yep. Um, even though I actually I don't think they're going to lose this game, but we'll see. It's a win win either way. Um, all right. I need to I need to get a little bit complicated with this next play because I need like a contingency plan here. Um, I want the Vikings getting two and a half, uh, at home versus the Saints. If and only if Justin Jefferson plays, and if and only if that line stays the same as it is right now. Um, so I want I want that on the record, but I need to give myself an out in case uh neither one or neither of those two things happen. And the out is the dumbest play of the season for me, but I'm going with it. It's the Cardinals getting a point and a half at home versus the Falcons. Um Kyler Murray's teammates hate Kyler Murray. Call of Duty comes out this weekend, and both are like surefire. Kyler's going to lay an egg, uh, like like factors here. Um, but the Falcons are so stupid that I just cannot root for them to to win. Um, so I want them to lose outright. They refuse to throw the ball to anybody fantasy relevant. Uh, who unfortunately I have a heavy investment in this season. And it's driving yep. me insane. So uh, I want Kyler, in spite of all the red flags, to win um, if Justin Jefferson's not playing and the Vikings are not getting two and a half points. So I know that was a lot. I don't know if that's allowed, but that's what that's what we're going to go <laughs> with. Those were the two left on my sheet. I think we can do whatever we want. That's right. All right. And welcome to the Cardinals bandwagon. <laughs> it's yeah. at the wrong time. At the wrong time. Now that they have a quarterback they're not going to play hard for, I'm on. <laughs> We'll see. They, uh, yeah, the Falcons are also equally, equally terrible. I do not think they should. The Falcons should be favored against any any team on right. the road. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. But the Cardinals are just so bad, though. Like they had that one win at the beginning of the year that everybody's like, "Oh, the Cardinals could be that sneaky team," you know, maybe winning. Right? They beat the Cowboys that in week yeah. three or whatever it was. I think week three. Still their like, only oh, win. Maybe no, I don't. You know, people are like, oh, maybe the Cardinals could be sneaky, you know, win a couple games, maybe the Cowboys, and they're, they're just so bad. Uh, I feel like the Cardinals, like, have played competitively enough with, like, no talent to, like, deserve to be a better team, but they're just, like, straight up not. It's so weird. Like, they played all those teams tough and still just didn't win uh, until the Cowboys, like, completely no-showed. Kind of feel bad. And now, like I said, I think they're getting like the true team killer to come in and just like drive the ship into the ground. 
in, right. in Kyle in the form of Kyler. Kyler, a hundred percent. Like I just feel like, don't you just feel like when you watch, like he's super talented and like he's fun to watch, but like he's always like pouting. He's like always got bad body language. Like teammates have just straight up come out and like called him out for being immature. Legendary modern warfare player. And like I said, the game comes out this weekend. Very excited for that. So I feel like he's not going to be like in the books leading up to this game. And that's, you know, every reason to take him to to beat the Falcons outright. He's, he's going to be in the Call of Duty books and not the, right. not the playbook. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll right. see. It's all five. We, you know what? Like somebody's going to do it and somebody's not this week because we're all, Kev, me and you were on a couple games that are that are correct here. We all got some common plays. Interesting to see uh, where our minds are at. Uh, let me end with this unprompted. Um, who do you feel like is the best team in the league? Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Like, who's your Super Bowl pick at the midway point of the season? And if you want, if you want me to start, I will tell you, I this is weird. Love the Eagles right now. Um, I love their odds to win, like their actual like number. Um, but I love how they've played. I love that they haven't played their best and they still are the best record in the league. And I feel like they're just like sort of sneaking along, like underwhelming, but hard for me to believe at this point they won't be back in the Super Bowl. So that's my 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 un you know, sort of under the radar favorite. Andrew, you want it? Uh, yeah, I I'll I'll stay in the NFC here and uh I'm gonna go with San Francisco. Um I know they haven't been healthy the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I think that's really contributed to their three losses. Um, you know, and I, they made a trade at the deadline for Chase Young, you know, who hasn't yeah. really put up these astounding numbers. But I also think it's somebody now that defenses have to worry about on the other side of Bosa. So now, you know, maybe it'll open up some more, some more openings for Bosa to get in there and rush the quarterback. If not, maybe Chase Young will you know, be able to do it from the other side. So, uh, I also read an article that Bosa stayed back during the bye week to go over stuff with Chase Young to nice. kind of get him on track defensively with terms and terminology and and schemes and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I think he was excited about it. But I think, you know, as they start to get healthy and Debo Samuel is healthy, you know, I think San Francisco is definitely going to be a tough one to beat. So, Not scared off by the recent, like, purdy shakiness, I guess. I'm not. I, you know, I, again, I think, you know, Samuel is that, that outlet for, for Purdy. And without him there, you know, I just think it's so easy to have McCaffrey and Samuel be able to run the ball, be able to catch it out in the flat or, um, so I I think him coming back is really going to help Purdy out. So. All right. I love it. They're the favorites, or sorry, they are, we've picked number two and number three Super Bowl favorites right now. Yeah, I think um, just in the NFC, I know you know, I've, I've been high on the Cowboys all week. And, you know, obviously they squared off this weekend. So you, I think the, the Eagles are better at this point. Um, they're playing better. Eight and one, they have a better record. Uh, I'm still holding out hope that the Cowboys will kind of figure it out and come around um, so that I can be correct. But uh, at this point, they're, they're just not there. So, yeah, the Eagles, I'm, in, I'm interested in Detroit as well. I think this week is a big yeah. week for them going on the road and um, to go play the Chargers. I think if they can get, like, a decided win um, there. I know they had a bad loss a couple weeks ago uh, against the Ravens, I think it was. They got blown out. 
um, maybe two, three weeks ago. But um, you know, they're six and two, and I and I think they're they're also a really good team. So um, they're another one I'm kind of keeping my eye on in the NFC. Um, yeah, and in the AFC, I think the Bengals are really good. I, I I agree with what Andrew said about them kind of being like underrated at the beginning of the season, the burrow injuries and the and the offense was just not clicking. Um, but yeah, gotta stay healthy, and, and I think they could they could be really good. Um, and yeah, the Ravens also look really good right now too. That 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 division is just really strong and, and interesting. Um, to see who's gonna come out of there. Um, and again, kind of the same thing with Kansas City. Like I I thought that you know we've been saying they're overrated all year, but you know they're seven and two, and and they beat the Dolphins this week that I didn't think they would yeah. beat. So um, yeah, he. <laughs> The Dolphins, Dolphins are a bitch ass I mean, team, right? Like I was, I, I, I was, was with say, you. I was, I was with say, you last uh, week. I'm not on the Dolphins bandwagon. I, I don't think they beat any really good teams yet. No, you they know, per factually se. haven't. Factually, uh, haven't. you know. But what a Super Bowl media week would it be if we had the Miami Dolphins and Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell and Mike McDaniel's on the mic yeah. all week long? <laughs> Quotables. It's real. That's that's a you know the Lions are like sneaky. This is an w- interesting week. Like Chargers, way worse record. Lions, like you know, yep. could be legitimate. I'm like in the AFC. I like the Jaguars. Like late in the season, I just think they're a team that could get way better. And like, it's sort of also an indictment on how I feel about like who the quote unquote favorites are. Like, I think the the, the top teams just have flaws. Um, we already went over Kansas City. We just touched on Miami. Like, they just don't beat good teams. Um, the Bengals are tough, but like, you know, battling injuries and, you know, like hot quarterback versus hot quarterback. Like I like sort of the, the Jaguars as like a little sleeper to get out of the AFC. Um, but yeah, right now I think like the, it's sort of the Eagles and everybody else, but we'll see. Like I said, a lot of like interesting real life games for some real life storylines. So should, should be a good week. Um, you know, like I said, hopefully if one of us can go, oh, and five, uh, you know, that would be bad, but I think it's as realistic as one of us going five and zero on this current run. So, uh, yeah, dude, good stuff, good stuff, Beth. Yeah, thanks for joining. I was just gonna us. say, yeah, no problem. I was gonna say, just on the Jaguars, like you would think that their division games would would help them out, but as you were talking about, I literally just pulled up their schedule, and they have the 49ers, the Bengals, the Ravens. You know, they still got you know a tough schedule ahead yep. of them outside of their division, which is unfortunate because. Yep. I feel like their division is not strong and that could easily, you know, they could sneak into that one or two seed just because of their division. But, yep. you know, they got, they got to take care of business here with, with some of these better teams. So we'll see what they are really made of in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. They're a team, I guess, like, like <clears throat> I, I don't place these kind of bets right now, but like if they go through that schedule and lose like two or three games, like maybe like a great price in a few weeks, cause it won't really yeah. prove that they're bad. Like they'll just be losing to also like, good good team so we'll see i like them anybody but the chiefs is my thoughts in the afc and if it's not the chiefs like if it weren't the ravens that would also be great those are the two teams that i i just don't want to see in the super bowl yeah for me it's the bills i don't want to see them (laughs) yeah you're right i don't think you'll have to worry about it so thanks guys i appreciate you having me yeah this was fun dude this is a good time good time um i'll have to do it again absolutely yeah good stuff bev thank you